the 10th chapter. The book of Acts in the 10th chapter. Beginning with the first verse. We want you to continue to remember Brother Nathan Hunter in prayer. This is a young man that the Lord has placed his hand upon. And uh, a profound miracle took place in his life on Friday night. And uh, he was confirmed to have lost his pulse, his ability to breathe. And uh, when we began to pray for him, he came back to life. Thank you, Jesus. It was a notable and a dramatic miracle that took place in his life. And I'll never forget it um, because, because when I grabbed his hand, it was, it was lifeless. But when we began to speak the name of Jesus over him, he, he, he squeezed my hand firmly. <laughs> Hallelujah. His eyes came open, and as I began to tell him, everything's going to be all right in the name of Jesus. Nathan, everything is all right in the name of Jesus. He, he, his eyes floated open, and he confirmed that he understood that. But when we got him, he, then he wanted to sit down. And, and, and it was amazing that he would have that, that consciousness to say, I would like to sit down. So we, we sat him up and sat him down. And, and the paramedics came. He ended up walking to the gurney. It was a dramatic miracle. And he grabbed me and, and hugged me and began to speak with other tongues. And he said, I almost died tonight. I almost died tonight. I almost died tonight. But God heard your prayers. And while we were, while he hugged me, the sweet songs of the saints were being sung at Greater Emmanuel. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. This morning he had an episode where he needed to go to the hospital. We need to pray for him because the enemy would like to have him, but the Lord has demonstrated his power in this young man's life. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we speak and declare complete and total healing of his body. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, let your power be manifest for your glory, God. For your glory, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, watch over Nathan and watch over his mother and his grandmother and his family. God, be with them in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. From Acts chapter 10, verse 1. Acts chapter 10, verse 1. There was a man, a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? 
And they said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon whose surname is Peter. He lodgeth with one Simon a tanner whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. I want to pay particular attention to the fourth verse. Of course, we know in the third verse that this angel was on assignment. He knew his name. Cornelius, he said unto him. And when Cornelius looked on the angel, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And I want to preach for just a few moments on the extensive power of prayer. The extensive power of prayer. Oh God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for your mighty power. For the glory of God that has filled this house. For the work of the Spirit, oh God, the work of the Spirit that is so evident in this place. Lord, I thank you for every word of praise that has been sung by your people in your honor tonight. Inhabit these praises, oh God. Inhabit these praises. May your word edify the body of Christ. Build us up unto that perfect man, the image of God, Christ Jesus. We thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' precious name. And everyone said amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. I don't anticipate taking a long time tonight. So you pray for me that I can hold to that. In Cornelius' story that is so beautifully uh, noted in the 10th chapter of the book of Acts, we have an up-close view of the ministry of angels. There are several things of note here, but, but one that is very interesting to me is the ministry of angels. Of course, when the angel arrived, Cornelius was afraid. But the angel began to give him a word from the Lord. This was a messenger angel letting him know that his alms and his prayers had come up before God as a memorial. So this teaches us something about our alms and it teaches us something about our prayers. His alms were to the people. He gave much alms to the people. This means that he was a generous soul and that he gave much to people who were in need. And this act of generosity came up before God as a memorial. When we say, when the Bible says it is more blessed to give than it is to receive, that's what it's talking about. As you give unto those who have need, you are, you are not doing so because of something they might return to you. But you do it as worship unto the Lord. 
And, and just as your worship and your prayers ascend into his presence as sweet-smelling savor, so does your generosity. And the Bible says that not only were his prayers before God as a memorial, but the Bible says that he prayed to God always. Now, we must remember that this was after the Holy Ghost had been poured out. This was after Acts 2 and 38. We must note that Cornelius did not have the fullness of truth. We don't, we don't even know that he understood anything about Jesus. Because when Peter preached to the house of Cornelius, he preached to him Jesus. As if it were the first time Cornelius really ever understood the whole concept of Jesus. So Cornelius was not doctrinally sound. He was in error, but he had a sincere heart where he gave much alms to the people and he prayed to God always. And his alms and his prayers came before God as a memorial. So this is why I never take shots at people's prayer life, worship habit, how they worship God if it's sincere in their heart and I'm no judge of a person's heart but I don't I don't want to put myself in a position where that I'm somehow mocking someone's sincere effort to communicate with the Lord because I'm reading to you tonight about a man who didn't know God who didn't know Jesus who did not know Jesus is the mighty God in Christ but he was devout in what he did know. And he feared God with all his house. And he gave much alms to the people. And he prayed to God always. And those alms and those prayers came as a memorial before the Lord. And now this does not mean that Cornelius did not need sound doctrine. He did need sound doctrine. He did need to be instructed in the way of truth. He did need to have the way of God expounded unto him more perfectly. But he was positioned in such a place that he was where God could speak to him. And so while he's praying, he saw in a vision, evidently, about the ninth hour of the day, and an angel of God, came to him and said unto him, Cornelius. He was afraid when he first saw this angel. But the angel said that your prayers and your alms have come before God as a memorial. And I've come to tell you that you are to send men to Joppa and ask for a man named Simon, surnamed Peter. He's there with a man named Simon, a tanner. And, and that's where you'll find him, and he will tell you what you need to do. That's a lot of confidence God is placing in Simon, surnamed Peter. Because meanwhile, he's got some work to do on Simon, surnamed Peter. 
So these men now, the Bible says that he brought together two of his servants, a devout soldier that waited on him continually, and he sent them to Joppa, two servants and a soldier. And they go on to Joppa, and meanwhile, while they're en route to Joppa to meet Simon, surnamed Peter, the Lord rushes over to Peter, and he's waiting for Peter to be in a position where he can speak to him. If you're not praying, if you're not sincere, you're making it really hard for God to be able to speak to you. The carnal mind is enmity against God. And if you're dwelling on carnal things and you're hoping for carnal things and you're filled with worldly desires and you're, and you're, and you're meditating on the lusts of the flesh, then you are making it so extremely difficult. Not that God isn't speaking, but that, that the voice of God can be silenced by your carnality. And you will not be in a position to perceive what the Lord is saying to you. And so Peter comes home, and the Bible says that it was time to eat. He walks into the house, and the food's not quite ready. Have you ever come into the house hungry, and the food is halfway done? That's one of the most emotionally conflicted feelings that there is. There is this feeling of, oh my, that smells so good. I can't wait, but I have to wait. The I can't wait, but I have to wait is the conflict. I'm ready to eat anything. I might eat this arm of the couch. I am hungry and I'm ready to eat. And what do you do? Because he had some time to kill, time to spare, time to waste. Or maybe some time to redeem. That's what we're instructed to do with time. What do you do with time? Do you time to kill? I got some time to kill. I got some time to spare. I got some time to waste. I, I, can, I got some time, period. Or is it I've got some time that I'm going to make use of to do something productive for the kingdom of God? What can I do in 15 minutes? I mean, the roast will be done in 15 minutes. So Peter takes that time, that little window of opportunity. And let me tell you something. When, you, when you're talking about the eternities, it doesn't take a whole lot of time. Uh, it's, uh, have, you ever, have you ever dozed off and, and, and you're just lightly sleeping and then you wake up and, and, and you just had a dream that encompassed years and centuries and peoples and nations. And, and, and uh, it's, like a, it's like a whole series of, of movies played out in your mind. And you look at the clock and one minute and 20 seconds pass. And you're thinking, how in the world did that happen? Because I'm, when you enter into the invisible things. You don't need a whole lot of time for a lot of things to get done. So Peter understood a lot can be done in the Holy Ghost in a small amount of time. And I don't have to have a pulpit necessarily to do something powerful for God. I don't necessarily have to be, have a preaching engagement to do something powerful for God. 
I don't necessarily have to have some kind of something affixed on my calendar that, that allows me to do something for God. If I got a minute, I can do something for God. And so Peter had this time to waste, to kill, to spare. And he decided not to waste it, not to kill it, and, and not to simply or merely spare it. But he decided to devote time to talking to God, praying to God. And so he pushed Facebook aside. And he pushed Snapchat aside. And he pushed Instagram aside. Gmail, Yahoo, AOL aside. And he focused on God. He went to the rooftop because he wanted to do what Jesus said to do. Go into a private place and talk with your heavenly Father. And the Father which seeth in secret shall reward you openly. That doesn't necessarily mean, ladies and gentlemen, that, that, that you go into secret places so that you can stand up on a stage and be given lots of accolades and awards. Rewarding you openly. It means that what you do in private, it will manifest itself, good or bad publicly and so so Peter goes into this moment of prayer on the rooftop and he's praying to the Lord and while he's praying this great vision of this sheet being let down in front of him and 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 on it is all manner of beasts that he would never normally consume but but he receives this very unorthodox commandment from God the voice of the Lord is speaking to him and the voice from heaven says Rise, slay, and eat. It was a total challenge to the paradigm he understood. And he, he actually, he, here he is. He's in the Holy Ghost, full of the Holy Ghost, walking in the Spirit, praying in a trance for crying out loud. As spiritual as he can get. And his flesh still rises up and says, not so, my Lord. Well, my goodness, what would his flesh have done if he hadn't been in a trance on a rooftop praying? If he's sitting down at the table, feeding his face, telling jokes and swapping stories, the Lord can't even get to him. Because when the Lord did get to him in this most solemn and sacred of moments where his spirit was absolutely perched and poised and focused, on the Lord, he still was defiant at first. Thank God, though, that God just is perseverant. And the Lord persevered. You know why he persevered? Because there were three men from, from Cornelius' house on their way to Joppa. And they needed to meet a man of God. They needed to meet somebody who knew how to pray and who knew how to hear from the Lord. They needed, they were banking, they were banking on the fact that somebody in Joppa was walking with God and they weren't just treating the ministry as something of a habit or hobby, but it was a focused devotion of their life. And you and I ought to be on our absolute, absolute most joyous of feelings to consider that this was in fact the case because if something goes wrong here you and I don't get to be involved in the lineage of Abraham this was the first time that the message of Jesus Christ was preached to the Gentile nations 
And it all is falling on the shoulders of a guy, Simon surnamed Peter, who thanked God he was inclined to pray. And so as he's doing so, as he's praying, the Lord speaks to him and the rest is history. Go and speak to these three men that are going to be at your house. And Peter is now prepared, understanding that the Lord has spoken to him, that the Lord has prepared his heart. And Peter goes to the door and meets them and goes on with them. And while he's yet speaking the words at Cornelius' house, the Holy Ghost falls on all them which heard the word. This, ladies and gentlemen, is how prayers work. Prayer works, and you don't see it happening, but it's happening. Prayer motivates people, it moves people, it, it, it speaks to people's hearts, it leads people. As prayer goes forth unto God, it comes up as a memorial before God. And, and, and it, it's there as a, as a sweet savor in the presence of God. The John the Revelator said that in the book of Revelation, when he looked into the heavens, he saw in the midst of the throne, there were four and twenty elders with their vials, golden vials, and in those golden vials were the prayers of the saints that came up before the Lord. Your prayers are in golden vials that are ascending up unto the Lord. I wonder when was the last time you submitted a prayer into the heavens. Let's talk about prayer for just a little while, the power of the power of prayer. I'm going to read a few verses of scripture from the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms 141. I want you to hear this. Psalm 141. And verse number one. Lord, I cry unto thee. Make haste unto me. Give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. David hasn't even begun to issue his prayer just yet. He hasn't even begun to issue his prayer. He's simply setting the stage for what his prayer is going to be. And he's saying to the Lord, I cry unto thee, make haste unto me. Give ear to my voice when I cry unto you. Let my prayer be set before thee as incense. And the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Now you can, you can argue all day, and I've heard it said a thousand times you don't have to be as prolific as David as articulate as David and I, I get that you just pray whatever prayers from your heart you just pray it unto the Lord but the reason David was so articulate and so prolific was because he spent so much time concentrated on the things of God that that when he opened his mouth to speak to the Lord it came forth prolific and articulate and he wasn't just throwing up a haphazard prayer here and a simple little prayer there. He was taking time. He was sitting down, shutting out the world and focusing on God. And this world needs, your family needs, your friends need, your relatives need, your community needs. You to shut out the world and concentrate on God. 
Even before I make my prayer petition known, Lord, I cry unto thee, make haste unto me. It's coming, God. I'm getting ready to say some things to you, but I want you to hear my voice. And I want you, as I lift up my hands, let it be as I am lifting up the evening sacrifice. So not only, so I just want to point that out, how his prayers may differ from ours. His prayers were so focused, so prolific, so articulate. And, and let me point this out. We know his prayers because he didn't just speak them. He wrote them. He wrote his prayers down. I wonder what kind of miracles you would remember if you would write your prayers down. Lord God, I come unto you with my whole heart. I come unto you, oh God, this day with a heavy heart. He spoke often of a heaviness in his heart. He spoke in Psalm 142. He said this. He said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice. With my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. Verse 1 of Psalm 143. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. In thy faithfulness answer me. And in thy righteousness. He is exalting the faithfulness of God. He's exalting the righteousness of God. Enter not into judgment with thy servant. For in thy sight shall no man living be justified. For the enemy hath persecuted my soul. He hath smitten my life down to the ground. He hath made me to dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead. Verse number 6, I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee as a thirsty land. Hear me speedily, O Lord. My spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be like unto them that go down into the pit. Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning. For in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should should walk for I lift up my soul unto thee the beautiful prayers of David he prayed them and he wrote them he prayed them and he wrote them he prayed them and he wrote them he prayed them and as he was writing them he was praying them Lord I lift up my soul unto thee cause me to know the way wherein I should walk and the Lord would hear his prayers and the Lord would answer his prayers we see at Jacob's ladder the famed ladder that Jacob saw ascending from where he was into the heavens that's what I love about Jacob's ladder is that the top of it reaches to the glory of God and the bottom of it reaches wherever you are that's the beautiful thing about the ladder that falls out of heaven is that the top of it you can count on it it's the glory of God up there and the bottom of it reaches down into the lowest of lowest pits the bottom of it reaches down into the lowest of lowest depressions the bottom of it reaches down into the lowest of lowest addictions doesn't matter where you are or who you are this ladder from heaven will come from the glories of God down to wherever you are and there is a step that you can navigate you can get on this ladder it'll reach down into the lowest pit and those in that lowest pit there is a step they can get a hold of 
and pulled themselves up. Hallelujah. This is the ladder that leads to the glory of God. And notice what Jacob said about this ladder. He said that there were angels ascending and descending on this ladder. Angels ascending and descending on this ladder. You know, for the longest time, I had this visual of this ladder almost as being like a almost as being like a a presentation of God to Jacob like Jacob was seeing the glory of God and God was unraveling this ladder and letting Jacob see this beautiful ladder that leads into heaven and watch this Jacob angels ascending and descending look how glorious I am look how wonderful I am that's not what was happening God was letting Jacob see what's going on. Angels are always ascending and descending because they are doing the work of the Lord. We understand the ministry of angels from the book of Hebrews. They are as ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation. They are ascending and they are descending. They're, getting, they're ascending to get new orders and they're descending to do what God told them to do. And prayer is what makes it work. Not prayer to the angels, but prayer to God remind you we only pray to God we don't pray to angels we pray to God but when we pray to God the spirit of God moves on our behalf and he sends forth angels this is so real that God said you better be careful how you treat people because many times you're entertaining angels and don't know it oh pastor I've never seen an angel you do not know that no, I'm, I'm certain I've never seen an angel. Again, you don't know that. I just hope you treated them all right. Because they're ascending. And when they ascend and are asked, so how'd they treat you? Oh, I'm never going. Don't send me back there, please. Don't send me back there. They're ascending and they're descending. They're doing the work of God. They're doing the work of God. They're coming down into this earth. And we see it in the story of Cornelius. We see it in this account where that Cornelius is praying. He's praying, he's praying, he's praying, he's praying, he's praying. And all of a sudden, an angel of God shows up. Zacharias going in and out of the temple, in and out of the temple as his course was, doing what he was called to do, doing what he's anointed to do. And all of a sudden, the angel of God shows up. Gideon down by the wine press, threshing wheat. Can't get any wind down by the wine press but he's just doing it, doing it, doing it. All of a sudden, the angel of God shows up. Joshua needs to go to the battle at Jericho, doesn't know how to fight the battle at Jericho, goes out for a little stroll at night to ask God what he should do. And there's a captain of the Lord's host. And just so big and so bright and so powerful, Joshua said, are you with us? Or are you with them? And he said, neither. I'm on the Lord's side. Hallelujah, I'm on the Lord's side. So you get to determine, are you going to be with me on the Lord's side? Or are you going to focus on your own agenda? I'm on the Lord's side. And so this is the way that it works. It's all throughout the scriptures. The angel of the Lord appeared unto Moses. The angel of the Lord appeared unto Abraham. Throughout the scriptures, you see the ministry of angels. And it is happening because of the focus of prayer. The focus of prayer. Now, I was with Pastor Ken Dillingham in Dayton, Ohio, Thursday night. Pastor Tom Ellis and myself uh, 
went to be with him at a mission work they are doing in Dayton. They are reaching the people who are are devastated, being decimated by the heroin epidemic that is taking place in our region of this state and throughout our nation. And, and it was an amazing, amazing work. As we walked in there, there's so many, so many people that are just hungry for God, desperate for God to move upon them. And as we walked in, we preached and we sang and we asked the Lord to move. We conducted an altar call. We laid hands on folks. Several people received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Several people stayed to get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. It was beautiful. It was absolutely marvelous. We came out of there just so thrilled, so inspired, so excited. And Brother Dillingham began to tell us a little bit about his story. He told about the fact that his father was was not serving the Lord, was not in church. And while he was, while he was away from God, he was sitting on a bar stool, actually. And he was there with a, about three or four other men. And they were laughing about Pentecostals. They were mocking Pentecostals. And uh, there was another man at the same bar who didn't know them, but was a backslider. And he spoke up. And he said, I wouldn't laugh too hard. And they said, what do you mean? He said, I'll tell you what I mean. And he went back out into his car. He said, I've got something here I want to share with you. And he started fishing around his car for a cassette tape. He was looking for a cassette tape. And when he found this cassette tape, finally, it was a tape of Pastor Jonathan Urshan of Centralia, Illinois. And it was a message that my cousin preached on the mark of the beast, the Antichrist, the coming of the Lord. It was a message that was given to him by his aunt. And he brought it back in. He said, here, listen to this. So Brother Dillingham's father put the cassette tape on the way home just out of curiosity because everybody wants to know about the mark of the beast. And he put it in the cassette deck and started listening and conviction fell on him. Conviction began to come upon him as he heard that Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And cousin Jonathan preached powerfully on the coming of the Antichrist and the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as conviction came upon him, he then decided that he would, he would uh, check this out. So he, he checked out his own city in Centralia, Illinois, to see if there was a place where he could find uh, somebody who preached this Pentecostal message. And he found the church that Jonathan Urshan had pastored in Centralia, Illinois, and took it as a sign from God. And he went to that church with his family. And, and Brother Rex Johnson was preaching a revival that night when he walked in. And he walked into that service. And that night, Brother Dillingham's father was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and baptized in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> years later, years later, Brother Ken Dillingham had, was, was preaching in that same region of Illinois. And he came across... A man who walked up to him and said, are you Ken Dillingham's son? He said, why, yes, I am. He said, how do you know my dad? 
He said, because, he said, I'm related to your family. I'm your cousin. He named himself and named his mother. And Brother Dillingham immediately knew the family line that this was. And it dawned on him. He didn't know it growing up, but he knows it in hindsight. Looking back on it, it dawned on him. They were apostolic Pentecostal. And he said, well, that makes sense. I always, he said, I always thought they were old line Wesleyan because that's what we were was Wesleyan. I always thought they're old line Wesleyan. They're not old line Wesleyan. They're apostolic Pentecostal. He said, we have been praying for years for your dad and for your mom. And we prayed 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 and we prayed. <laughs> Don't stop praying. Because every time you pray, you send a memorial up before God. And there are angels ascending and descending as you pray. In the name of Jesus, they prayed and they prayed. And while they're praying, they don't know if it's going anywhere. They don't know if it's working. All they can do is go by the word that says pray without ceasing. All they can do is go by the word that says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. All they can do is go by the word. It says prayer makes things happen. Hallelujah. And so while they're praying, little do they know, but Ken Dillingham Sr. is going into a bar. And little do they know, but God has put a Pentecostal man, this backslider, he's convicting his heart in the same bar. He's working on his heart. And when he hears somebody laughing about Pentecost, God moves on him. I wouldn't laugh too hard. What are you talking about? Somebody's praying. Somebody's praying. And angels are in motion. And God is working. And he gets up and says, the spirit of the Lord quickens his memory. I've got a cassette tape in my car. And he's in that back seat. I can just imagine just before he gives up looking for it. You know how it is looking for something in your car. The devil's telling you it's not here. Keep looking for it. That's for somebody tomorrow morning. Amen. He wouldn't stop looking for it because prayer was being made on his behalf. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Somebody's praying. Somebody's praying. And the Lord quickens his memory and his mind as to where this is. And he picks it up and takes it in. And what are the chances that this man doesn't just throw it away? Prayer is the difference. Somebody's praying. Somebody's interceding. Somebody's standing in the gap. Somebody's sending up another prayer. Somebody's sending up another memorial before God. And he puts it into the cassette deck. And prayers are being made. And now he's looking up a church in the phone book. Because prayers are being made on his behalf. And now he's going to church. And now he's sitting on the back row. And now God put Rex Johnson there. And God put this whole church service in order. Let me tell you something. That's why every church service matters. And that's why every song matters. And that's why your faithfulness is so important. We don't know who's sitting in our services who need a touch from God. There are answers to prayer sitting in every service. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory. I'm talking about the extensive power of prayer. It reaches beyond what we could ever imagine. It goes into areas that we cannot begin to understand. Hallelujah. So don't stop praying. So it was really convicting to me as I stood there and watched this pastor lead this this mission work. 
people who would have never heard the gospel. People that, that, that social programs have given up on. Folks that the news just reports the statistics. Just another terrifying, horrifying story of somebody being found dead in their sins. But because somebody was praying a long time ago, there's a young man in that pulpit preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. We don't know how far these prayers travel. We don't know how far these prayers travel. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm reminded of Jesus who said to Peter, he said, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you. Satan, you know why Satan desires to sift you as wheat? Because he knows you're going to preach the gospel to the Jews. And he knows you're going to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. And he knows you've got it in you to do a work for God. He knows you've got boldness. Right now it comes across as defiance. But there's boldness in you that God put inside of you. That's why Satan desires to sift every one of you as wheat. Because he knows God put something inside of you to be glorified in his kingdom. But I, Jesus said, have prayed for you. Can you say that to every person who concerns you? Every person you're concerned about. Every person you're worried about. Every person that crosses your mind as being in trouble. Can you say to them as Jesus did to Peter? Well, we know Satan desires them, right? We know Satan wants to kill them. We know Satan wants to destroy them. We know Satan wants to destroy their faith. We know Satan really, really would like to just leave them humiliated. But can we say like Jesus did? But I prayed for you. I know the power of prayer. I know the power of prayer. And I have prayed for you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like David and write it down. So that when it comes to pass, I can say on October 2016, I prayed for you. And I prayed this prayer. And God has answered my prayer. It reminds me of the lady at Calvary Tabernacle in Indianapolis who put her husband's name up. Continually, continually. He was unsaved and she believed God was going to save him. And so she kept putting his name up for prayer request, prayer request, prayer request. Every Sunday, here it comes, prayer request, prayer request, prayer request. And 25 years passes and several times through those 25 years, folks will say, well, pastor, don't you think we should maybe eliminate her from the pra- him from the prayer list? It's been here a long time. No, keep it on there. Because prayers never die. And we're going to keep on praying. And we're going to bombard heaven. Hallelujah. And God will be magnified. And God will be glorified. And his work will be done in that man's life. Because somebody refused to stop praying. Oh, glory. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. If you're discouraged about what you've been praying about, pray again. Pray again. Pray again. Pray again. Keep on. Keep on praying. Brother Enos and Sister Enos were at the military ministries reunion this past general conference. And I had the great pleasure of speaking. And I kind of I kind of uh, 
I kind of spoke on some things that were special to me, and unbeknownst to brother and sister Enos, if they knew what I was going to say, they probably wouldn't let me get up there. But here we were in the room with so many people from all around the world, all around the world, Asia, Europe, all over the world, and who had labored together and ministered together throughout Europe and the Middle East and Asia. And, and I just felt like it was important to share some of the things that I knew not from Brother and Sister Enos, but from others who had told me about the ministry that they did. Everybody talked about the wonderful things they had done, but I knew some little nuances. The little prayers prayed here, and the little prayers prayed there, and the little efforts made here, and the little efforts made there. That made big, powerful differences. L literally, some of the most profound ministries I've ever witnessed are, are alive and active today because of small measures Brother and Sister Enos took to minister to some of those ministers when they weren't serving God. When I finished speaking, a man stood up, came to me, Brother Richard Lucas, and he said, I'm one of those. I'm here today because of Brother and Sister Enos. He said, I'm one of those miracles. He said, let me tell you my story. And he started to tell me about how that Brother Enos had found out that he was over in Europe in the military. He had once been an evangelist preaching the gospel, but he turned his back on the Lord, and he was not living for the Lord. And this is from him. He was living in sin, not serving the Lord. And Brother Enos found out where he was, and he took a train, got to the train station, took a taxi cab, and went looking for him, and saw him on the street, and got out and went to him and, and talked to him and said, Brother Richard Lucas... I've come to talk to you about the Lord. The Lord loves you. And we want to invite you to be in fellowship with us. He said, get out of my face. That's part of my past. I don't want anything to do with it now. It's called rejection. Some folks shake the dust off their feet when somebody rejects them on that scale. Brother Enos just drove up and down the streets of that city and prayed over him pled the blood of Jesus over him. And any chance he'd get, he'd go back and pray and circle the area and pray in the name of Jesus. Speak to his heart. Move on his behalf, Lord. He doesn't even know Brother Enos is praying. All he knows is that certain things are happening and these doors are shutting and these doors are opening and he's just trying to live life. He's trying to run from God. But something is happening. Angels are ascending and descending. Prayers are being made as memorials. And Brother Enos just kept praying in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Finally, he got word that this man had changed cities altogether, was living in a new house in a different city. So he called Brother Bates, who was one of the uh, leaders of one of the small groups in the military district of Europe, and he said, listen, he said, Brother Lucas is living in your city. He was at once a great evangelist for the Lord. He said, go to his house. This is his address. Go to his house and invite him to be a part of your group. Brother Bates said, all right, I'll do that. So he goes, and he gets to his house, and he pushes the doorbell button, and he waits.
all of a sudden the door opens. And Brother Richard Lucas looks outside. His face is white as a sheet. He said, who are you? He said, my name is Brother Bates. He said, Brother Arlie Enos sent me here to come invite you to our fellowship group. Something happened in that moment because the doorbell had not been connected in the house where he was living, but it rang. The handyman had not been to the house to connect the doorbell, but the handy angel came in. And was waiting for Brother Bates to show up on the doorstep because prayers had been made. Prayers had been made. Prayers had been made. And right when Brother Bates was about to push the button, he was waiting, waiting, waiting. And then he put the wires together right when the button was pushed. Just enough to let Brother Lucas hear something that was an absolute miracle. And here I am. Two weeks ago, looking at this man who is full of the Holy Ghost, full of passion for God, full of the zeal of the Lord, doing a work for God to this day, said it was because that man prayed for me, because that man wouldn't give up on me, because he wouldn't stop believing and he wouldn't stop praying that God was going to make a difference in my life. That's been about 30 years, and this man is still preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. I've come to tell somebody, regardless of what you're up against, keep on praying and pray in faith believing, nothing wavering. Hallelujah. Anything you ask in his name, he shall do it. Pray according to his will. Well, what if what I want isn't according to his will? Then don't pray that. Because we don't want anything that's not of the Lord's will. We want thy will in earth to be done as it is in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done on earth. Hallelujah, as it is in heaven. I'm going to tell you something. I love to preach, but preaching is nothing without prayer. And I love to sing. Singing is nothing without prayer. And I love, to, I love to minister. I love to teach Bible studies. I love to talk to people about Jesus. But none of it matters without prayer. Because prayer takes care of the invisible stuff. The stuff you can't put your hands on. Prayer goes down into the soul and the spirit of people. And it deals with the intangibles and the invisibles. You just keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. No matter how impossible it may seem. Peter was ready to die in prison. Herod had him locked away. And he was enjoying all of the fanfare he was getting from the Jews for tormenting and persecuting the apostles of Jesus Christ. But there was a prayer meeting going on. And while that prayer meeting was going on, angels were being dispatched out of heaven. Angels were descending down Jacob's ladder and walking into prisons where nobody could see them. And while everybody was asleep, the angel of the Lord was walking boldly, walked through the bars, walked between the soldiers who held Peter between them. He undid Peter without waking up the soldiers. Led him out of that prison because there's a prayer meeting going on. Folks are praying. Folks are praying. Folks are calling on God to move Holy Ghost. Move Holy Ghost. Do what we can do. 
Hallelujah. And it takes faith with prayer. But I'm going to tell you something. You'll still be amazed by what God can do. Because they're over there praying, 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 praying. Peter shows up to the prayer meeting. And they were so dumbfounded by it. They said, it must, uh, must be his ghost. He must have already been executed. Even though they were praying and believing that he would be spared. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody's up against something and you need, you need to know. Hallelujah. That when you pray, you're making the difference. When you pray, you're making up the hedge. When you pray. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, somebody. Give it to God right now in prayer. Give it to God right now in prayer. Oh, God, you are great and greatly to be praised. God, you are great and you are greatly to be praised. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, let's worship him right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, affect it right now in prayer. Affect it right now in prayer. Come on, affect it right now in prayer. As you pray, angels are being dispatched by God. As you pray, hallelujah, healing virtue is flowing. Hallelujah. As you pray, protective hedges are being set up around them. As you pray, hallelujah, the Spirit of the Lord is moving upon those circumstances. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Come on, that's it. Let a, let a prayer grip you right now. Come on, in the name of Jesus, with God all things are possible. With God all things are possible. With God all things are possible. Oh, shakandololo mohayada Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's have an old-fashioned prayer meeting right now. Come on, let's forget the form and the protocol. Let's have an old-fashioned prayer meeting. Somebody ought to let some travail get a hold of you right now. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody ought to just let yourself pray in a heavenly language in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it in the name of the Lord. Let it get a hold of you. Let it get a hold of you. Hallelujah. Let God use you in prayer. Let God use you mightily in prayer. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, blessed be his name. Blessed be your name, Lord. Blessed be your name, Lord. You are high above all things. You are high above all things. You have all authority. All power in heaven and in earth is given unto you. In the name of Jesus. He Yes, Lord, I praise you. Yes, Lord, I worship you. Yes, Lord Jesus, I praise you and worship you alone. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Steal the work of the avenger. Steal the work of the adversary. Hallelujah. Cause to cease the efforts of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. Cause to cease the efforts of the enemy. 
in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Work, Lord. Work, Lord. Work, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Do your mighty work, God. Do your mighty work, God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
Heavenly Father, we praise your name. We praise your name. We praise your name, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. The most impossible thing you're facing right now, I want you to bring it to God. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it in the name of Jesus. Your most impossible thing right now. The thing that you know you cannot control. The thing you know that you cannot make better. Begin to pray to God about it right now. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, move upon this situation. Move upon this situation. Deal with this matter. Spirit of the living God. Spirit of the living God. Oh, hallelujah. You are holy in all your ways. Excellent in all your ways. Hallelujah. 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 I surrender to you. Oh Lord, I surrender to you, oh Lord. I surrender to you, oh Lord. Come on, I need somebody to believe in the power of prayer right now and call upon God for your most troubling circumstance in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, He can do it. He can do it. He can do it. He can make it happen. He can work the miracle. He can work on your behalf. He is eager. He is eager. It is His good pleasure to give to you the kingdom. It is His good. Good pleasure. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Shataya la la mo, la mahaya, la la mo, la mahaya. Oh, glory, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. 
Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Most high God, we praise you and exalt you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Most high God, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Yes, Lord, open the windows of heaven. Yes, Lord, open the windows of heaven. Yes, Lord, send forth your mighty power. Yes, Lord, send forth your mighty power. Stretch forth your hand to heal, O God. Stretch forth your hand to heal, O God. Stretch forth your hand to heal, O God. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. High above all things you are. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You are faithful in all your ways. Righteous in all your ways. None like unto thee, O God. Blessed be the holy name of God. Blessed be the holy name of God. Hallelujah. Shahalamoyamahatalamohaya. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. 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 Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, I love you, Jesus. 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 Oh, hallelujah. 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 Jesus is the sweetest name I know. And he's just the same as his lovely name. That's the reason why I love him so. Oh, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. And he's just the same. As his lovely name, that's the reason why I love him so. Oh, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. 
Oh, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. And he's just the same as his lovely name. That's the reason why I love him so. Oh, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. If you have a situation in your life that you have prayed to God about in recent times, and that situation has improved, I feel the Lord moving on me to tell you, God did it. Could we praise Him for what the Lord has done? Come on, let's praise Him for what He has done. God did it. 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 Hallelujah. God heard your prayer. God heard the cry of your heart. God moved on your behalf. Hallelujah. And if you have a situation that you are still waiting for it to improve, do not lose hope. God's doing it right now in his way, in his time, with his perfect power and wisdom. And let's praise him for what he's doing right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost that God is doing it. God is doing it. God is doing it. God is doing it. Don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. God is doing it. Even as we stand here tonight, the Holy Ghost is working. Angels are ascending and descending. God is doing his mighty work in your life. Come on, let's love him together right now. Let's love him together right now. Oh, the sweetness of God. Oh, the sweetness of God. Oh, like honey in the rock. Hallelujah, the sweetness of God. I love you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel His mighty power and His grace. I can feel the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel His mighty power 
and his grace. I can feel the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Can we lift our hands and sing it again? Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel His mighty power and His grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Oh, let's sing it again and entertain Him. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel His mighty power and His grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Oh, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Oh, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel His mighty power and His grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel His mighty power and His grace. Yes, I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Oh, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. When we first came to 6477 Cooper Road, I felt the Lord moving on me one Sunday afternoon. 
Everybody had left. And I just felt to stay and pray between services. And so I was just praying. And the Spirit of the Lord quickened me to go into every room in this new building and exalt Jesus. Just exalt Jesus. So I walked around the whole church building and in every room, every closet. I just walked in, even if it was dark. And I just stood and praised God. I wanted every room, every nook and cranny of this building to have in it the exaltation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every department exalting Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Every effort, every endeavor, every ministry exalting the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We know, ladies and gentlemen, that the church is not the building. We know that we are the church. I wonder if every room of the church could be exalting Jesus Christ right now. With uplifted hands and uplifted hearts. Let's turn our face heavenward and magnify the Lord of glory right now. Oh, hallelujah. Holy God of heaven, I praise you and worship you. You are exalted in my mind. You are exalted in my heart. You are exalted in my body. You are exalted in my soul and in my spirit. You're exalted in my home, Lord. You're exalted in this ministry. Hallelujah. <laughs> Lord, you are exalted in my prayers. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. You are the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Come on, somebody praise Him. Somebody worship Him. Somebody exalt Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are the Lamb of God <laughs> that taketh away the sins of the world. Oh, Lord, you came to seek and to save that which was lost. I worship you for that. That's how you found me, Lord. That's how you found me. That's how you found me. You were found of them that sought you not. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love, God. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are the king of all kings, Lord. There is no king like unto you. There is no king who has your wisdom. There is no king who reigns with righteousness like you, O oh God. You alone reign with pure, uninhibited righteousness. You alone have all wisdom. Oh God, the only wise God and Savior, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And we worship you in this place. When you go from this place, could you go into your house and magnify God in your home? Could you do that? Could you just walk into your house and lift up your voice and say, As for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. We love you, Jesus, and we praise you, Jesus. We worship you, Heavenly Father. You are great, and you are greatly to be praised. Come on, could you do that? Could you commit with me that we're going to do that? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Cover our homes with health, Lord. Cover our homes, hallelujah, with righteousness. Cover our homes, oh God, with praise and with worship and the glory of your great name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Isaiah 6, 
The Bible says that one seraphim looked to another and said, Holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord. I wonder if you, as you leave tonight, if you could do that. Greet one another with that beautiful greeting. As you speak those words, the holiness of God comes upon you. And upon that to whom you speak, just speak it. Holy.